Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back, squad, to episode number 57 of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. I have a special treat for you today by way of a guest podcaster, babe. Hello, everyone. (laughs) I invited Patrick, my husband, onto today's podcast episode because I wanted to talk to you about food prep. Food prep is something that, to be honest, most of my clients find to be an invaluable tool in their progress. And it's something that we do every single week. We've worked it into our regimen and we 100% see the return on investment every single week. So I wanted to bring Patrick into this conversation so we could share what we do. Not that it's what you have to do, but maybe share some tips, some tools, some tricks with you so that meal planning and food preparation and just eating goal-supportive meals and snacks throughout the week can feel a little bit easier for you. So let's dive right on in. I want to first define meal prep. We're going to talk about it a lot, so I want to make sure we're on the same page. When I say meal prep, I simply mean preparing food that we're going to eat throughout the week in advance. And we take that to mean preparing meals and snacks, but it doesn't have to look like that. It's simply saying, hey, what am I going to eat this week? What do I want to eat this week? Which we'll talk about more in a second. And how can I make it or at least make a component of it in advance so that I save myself time, energy, and frustration? So, Let's talk about the benefits of meal prep. What do you think the benefits are? I think just structure of the week. I think it saves time and end run, you know. So we might have to spend a couple hours every weekend, but it's going to save me a ton of time throughout the week that I don't have to prepare every single meal. So I'm probably saving time and it just allows me to structure my week a little better too. I would say definitely we save time because well, you and I don't want to have to prepare dinner every night after a full work day. And some people might, if you have the ability to spend an hour or two, I don't know how long it takes to make an extravagant dinner, but if you have time daily to make meals on a daily basis, go for it, right? We are not saying that that is inferior in any way to what we're going to talk about today, but we don't want to do that, nor do we have the time to do that. So I think the ROI is there 110% because like Patrick said, we might spend a an hour, two, three, maybe on the weekends preparing our food in advance, but that's 30 minutes or an hour every day that we're not spending. And instead we can throw our meal together in five, 10 minutes. So ROI is definitely there. I also had that it encourages more goal supportive choices. 
So let's say your goal is fat loss. And right now you're actually trying to put on muscle mass. I'm just maintaining and keeping my nourishment as high as possible. But for many of my clients, they're trying to lose body fat in a healthy, sustainable way. And so if you have already identified the meals and the snacks that are going to help you make progress and you've made those and now they are tucked away in your fridge or your freezer, you're not going to not eat those because you've spent time making it. You spent money purchasing the ingredients and now it's staring you in the face. So even when you come home from work on a Wednesday, the day has been just grueling. Your kids are super cranky. Nobody seems happy. You still have a phone call to make and dinner's not on the table. It's so much easier to be able to throw something together that you already prepared and still have it be a goal supportive nourishing choice. Otherwise, what am I cereal or like the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, yeah. right? So those were the two biggest benefits that I identified. Saves you time. ROI is there and it's going to help you to make more progress because you're more likely to make goal supportive choices instead of being like, ah, today's too stressful, whatever. Let's order pizza. So talk to me about what you feel like are the most important pieces of meal prep. Like what are the questions we ask ourselves before we actually begin the cooking? I think really just what do we want that week? And then does it match our goals with what we want? I had my first question was, what do we want to eat? Yeah. Right. Like if it's not enjoyable, if it's not tasty, if it's not something that lights my taste buds up, I'm not going to stick with it. So I think the first question anyone should ask themselves is what do we want this week? And maybe you have to consider more than just yourself. Maybe you're cooking for a family, but what does everybody like? Is it Mexican? Do we want to try some Thai? Do we want to keep it pretty simple this week? Like what do we actually want to eat And what are we likely to stick with? Because we actually enjoy it. The second question I had thought of was, what do we have on hand? We try to incorporate and use up what we have. Maybe we have bought two weeks worth of chicken breast and we put one week in the freezer, but we want to use that up so we don't have to buy more protein at the store this week. So it doesn't have to be new extravagant things every week where you're buying recipes that have 21 ingredients. Make sure you're using what you have. I mean, if you have three boxes of rice open, make a stir fry. If you have something left over in the freezer that needs used up, use that first. So I think that's the next important question to ask. Another one that I think has been crucial for us is how much time do you have? Because some weekends we have a lot of time and we're okay with maybe making something a little fancier or a little bit more extravagant. And other weekends we're like, oh my gosh, we barely have time to like go on a date night. Let's make this as easy as possible. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Because I definitely sometimes find recipes. I'm like, oh, this sounds good. But in reality, it'll probably take like four hours to make. So I get carried away with that sometimes. And I realize within that weekend, it was a poor choice. So I think just keeping notes too, like what you've tried in the past, just from what you really enjoyed and what you liked. Cause if you're like prepping, like we do for maybe five days of meals and you make something you don't like, it ends up being a long five days. <laughs> um, and then also just keeping track of what, 
took less time, what takes more time. Because sometimes you get into something not realizing it's going to take as long as it's going to. For sure. Yeah, no, I think that's important. And I like what you suggested about keeping track, like keep a list, keep a recipe book of like, Hey, these, I can make one, two, three, and they're delicious. My family loves them. It supports my goals and it doesn't take a ton of time. I'm not Rachel Ray. I don't love those extravagant recipes. I think it's really easy to get caught up in like, Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And -and so-and-so promoted it on her food blog. But like, is it going to take you five hours to make? Because if that's the case, maybe it's not worth it. But that's not to say you can't try a fancy recipe. I think what you're saying is if you're going to do that, make sure that your other food that you're prepping is pretty simple, pretty like low level. And then maybe experiment with one extravagant or fancy recipe because unless of course you want to spend your weekend in the kitchen. Again, we're coming from a perspective where we don't. Yeah. I mean, we've, I think we've made the mistake of trying like two fancy recipes before and it becomes just more of like a headache and a chore at that point in time. And I think just remembering that the whole purpose of meal prep form follows function, right? That's something one of my old bosses used to always say, but the purpose of meal prep is to make your week and your life easier, not for it to be a burden. So take a look at the time you have, take a look at maybe the complexity of the recipes that you're choosing and go from there, but don't try to add more work on top of your plate. I also really love something that you said, Patrick, you said, we want to make five days worth of food, which is what we do because we don't want to have to cook Monday through Friday. Friday usually ends up being a little different, but we can talk about that later. But you need to ask how much food am I trying to make? I have clients who only prefer to make food for two or three days at a time because they hate leftovers. I have clients who like us don't have time or can't make time or don't choose to make time to cook throughout the work week. So they're cooking for five days. It just depends on a, how long you want this meal prep to last and B, how many mouths do you have to feed? Because I mean, when we food prep for you, it's basically like food prepping for three people. So we have to do a little bit of math and say, okay, if I want to have a serving of protein, which is about four ounces for me and about eight ounces for you, and I'm going to across five meals throughout the week, how many total ounces of protein is that? And then that's how many ounces of chicken breast we would buy or turkey breast or whatever the protein is that we're eating. So I think that's an important question is how many meals do I want and how long do I want my prep to last? There's no right or wrong way. I would say just from a health safety perspective, you probably don't want to prep proteins and leave them in your fridge for longer than five days, but there's always the option of saying, Hey, I'm not going to use this up this week and throwing it in the freezer after like a day or two. Yeah. Anything to add? Any other questions that you think are important to ask? No, not right now. (laughs) (laughs) I would ask yourself these four questions. So just to recap, what do I feel like eating? What do I have on hand? How much time do I have? And how many meals do I need? Or how long do I want my food to last? And I actually was just reminded of question three, how much time do I have? I actually have a client I can think of off the top of my head and we've made food prep an action step for her because she's a super, super busy woman and she's got a lot on her plate and she knows that she sees so much greater progress when her meals are prepared. No surprise there. And sometimes her weekends are her only opportunity to meet up with friends or do some traveling and spending time in the kitchen just doesn't happen. So what we've done is we've created two food prep strategies for her where if she does have time at home, 
great. She can go grocery shopping and choose her recipes and then come home and kind of whip some of those things up. But if she's not home, let's say she is traveling, she has a second list of things that she can go to the store and buy pre-prepared. So all these things are already chopped. Maybe they're already cooked. Maybe they're already like basically ready to eat. Now, is it a little bit more expensive to do it that way? For sure. But it still is giving her the end result of food prep without her having to spend time in the kitchen. So all that to say, remember different strokes for different folks. It doesn't have to look exactly the same every week, but you want to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. That's the big, big, big take home message here. I also want to talk about the balanced meal component. So when we say meal prep, if you don't currently have a goal, maybe you're just trying to feed your family, you could basically make whatever you wanted, right? But if you do have a fat loss goal, let's say it's going to be important that the meals that you choose and the snacks that you choose are balanced. So what are the four components that we always look for when we try to make a meal? Uh, Protein, carbs, fats, and then vegetables. Yes. So protein, I would say is probably what we look at first. Like what protein are we building this meal around? Because protein is paramount for helping us to stay full for people like you who are trying to maintain and grow muscle mass. Super important. I shouldn't say people like you. I'm trying to maintain my muscle mass too, but really important for maintaining muscle mass and growing muscle. Also very, very important for satiety for anyone with a fat loss goal. So I think protein Number one, make sure your meal has protein. Number two, veggies, because most of us are deficient in vegetables. And it's easy to make a meal quickly, like a bowl of cereal, a PB&J, mac and cheese that has zero vegetables. So again, the purpose of meal prep is to allow you a little bit of foresight, a little bit of pre-planning to say, hey, I know life is busy. I know I've got a lot on my plate. I'm gonna make sure that I get these nutrients. So veggies, I think what we do most of the time is honestly just make a big sheet pan and we try to mix them up. Some weeks it's just broccoli. Some weeks it's a medley of root vegetables. Some weeks it's cauliflower and carrots, peppers, onions, you know, whatever. But then we also keep salad greens on hand and we are pretty obsessed with salads just because they're easy. They can be whipped up in five minutes and you can Make them whatever you want. Honestly, people who say I don't like salads just don't know how to make salads because they can be so very different. But it is super, super easy to keep greens on hand, whether that's spinach or romaine, mixed greens, arugula, toss in cucumbers, shredded carrots if you want to make it really easy, cabbage, a whole bunch of other veggies like that. Uh, But then we also try to have a cooked veggie option just ready to go because of those four components, which are the hardest two to make high protein veggies. Yeah, Yeah. because carbs and fats are so easy. I mean, sometimes we don't even have a carb made in advance because maybe we run out. We can boil up a pot of rice or quinoa in 20 minutes, right? We can grab a couple black beans out of the pantry or we could just pair fruit with it or like a whole grain bread. Carbs, super easy. Fat, same thing. Maybe I want to add some sour cream to my potato or maybe I'm going to throw butter on my steak or something like that. Avocado on my salad. They can be grabbed at a moment's notice, whereas protein and veg unless you're okay with like munching on raw veggies. It typically takes more time to prepare those two options. Now we make sure we're making meals that have all four of those components most of the time. But if we were short on time, we would make protein and we would make veggies and we would leave the carbs and fats like up to convenience. And talking like about those categories, 
when we talk about food prep, I feel like people think they need to like change the meal completely week to week and you don't, right? Cause you could just keep that same protein if you liked it, right? We've done a ground turkey now for probably like the last eight months every week. And it's just like taco seasoned turkey. Um, but really we've just changed like the carb or the veggie. So you don't have to completely change a meal. Once you find something you like, you can just change one component, right? That's why like salads are nice too. You can change out what greens you use or what veggies you throw on top of the salad or protein, right? So now you don't have to completely reinvent each week. People are going to think we're so boring. The same protein for eight <laughs> months. But seriously, guys, like we're obsessed with this ground turkey. It's so flavorful. And like Patrick said, it's so versatile. We just keep mixing it up. And I, honestly, it doesn't take that long to whip up a whole batch for the week. Feeds us both for the week. But I like what you said about just change a component. I love the option of like a Buddha bowl or a burrito bowl, call it what you want. But basically it's just keeping all your components separate and saying, Hey, I'm going to add shredded chicken as my protein. I'm going to toss in those pepper and onion stir fry that I made. And I'm going to put this all on a bed of greens and brown rice. And then the next week you change it up. And instead of rice as your carb, you use black beans. And instead of romaine as the bottom, you use arugula. And instead of chicken, you use shredded pork. You know, you can mix it up a hundred different ways. I think just to kind of reiterate protein and veggies, most important to make ahead of time, because those are the things that we often skimp on. If we're leaving our meals and our snacks up to convenience, the things that we get in excess are going to be your carbs and fats. And I think what we do really well also is making smart carbs in a couple of different options. So we typically have like roasted potatoes that we throw in the oven while we're roasting up our veggies because why not, right? The oven's already on. And then if I'm making quinoa, well, maybe I'll make a pot of brown rice as well. Or maybe I'm really big on like those protein cookies. So like there's some carbs, but as two active people, we know that we need more carbohydrates, more energy than to sedentary people. So that might be where you can kind of adapt to what your body needs and your family needs, but at least we have variety. So it's not as though you're eating the same carb every day for the entire week. I think that's important because variety is key. Like you're going to get bored of the same thing if you eat the same thing all the time, except for us, apparently. Like (laughs) we're creatures of habit. Honestly, I've eaten the same breakfast for ages just because it leaves me feeling great. It's easy to make. And the same thing with the turkey. Like we, when we find something we love, we just stick with it. But I understand that there's two kinds of people, people like us who are okay with, you know, repetitive, repetitiveness when it comes to their food choices. And then people who need variety all the time. I think just on that note, there are only so many whole food sources, right? Especially when it comes to protein, you can't manufacture one out of thin air. Like there is only so many options. So remembering that seasoning and flavor is your best friend. If you're tired of chicken breast, make salmon for the week. And if you're tired of turkey, like pull up that pork loin that I talked about, but you're going to run out of proteins eventually. And then it has to be a, oh, hey, can we make a Mexican spin on this? Or can we do an Asian flair on this? Or can we, I think flavoring is everything. Yeah. Or it might just be like uh, shredded chicken in the crock pot over like grilled chicken, right? Like it gives it a little bit different of flavor and texture. So sometimes even just changing that up can be enough. Yeah. Good point. 
I think there's two types of prep and it's worth noting. What we're talking about that we do most of the time is prepping separate components. So at the end of our meal prep, which we always do on a Saturday morning, we have two plus proteins prepped. We have at least one roasted vegetable option prepped. And then we have all those salad greens that I talked about. We have two, probably three smart carbs prepped and fats typically we cook with olive oils, things like that. Maybe we're adding dressing to the salad. So we don't actually prep a fat, but we have plenty on hand. Those are all separate components that then we choose to mix and match throughout the week. That's option one, but option two would be preparing meals together, like making a chicken chili in the crock pot, once and done, everything's in there. Making a stir fry on the stovetop where everything's together. And I think you can go either direction. We prefer the variety of making the separate components and mixing and matching. However, it might be easier for you to just make the whole meal and let it be done and make sure that meal includes one of each component. So maybe you're making like a soup in the crock pot because you don't have a lot of time this weekend and you're going to throw in some chicken sausage and you've put in a bunch of veggies to kind of bulk it up your celery, your onions. Maybe you're throwing in like, I don't know, zucchini and squash. And then you're going to put in some type of like noodle or rice as your carbohydrate. And obviously there's probably olive oil in your soup recipe. Everything's in there. It's your job to make sure that you have an appropriate amount of everything per serving, but that's easier to just throw in a bowl and come home and heat up. For us, it might take three extra minutes to like assemble the meal, but we like it because then there's so much versatility. So let's say we have leftover grilled chicken on a Friday night. We're kind of tired of like the salad because we've been doing it for a couple of days. We will typically make like nachos, right? Something like sweet potato chips. And then we add some black beans and some feta and some salsa. And we add our leftover grilled chicken breast. So it's a way to use use up our food prep, but in a slightly more fun food kind of way. Yeah. I think it just depends where you're at in your journey too. Like if you're going to cook everything separately or together, if you're really struggling, like what does a portion look like or you're doing macros or counting calories, whatever your strategy is to get there. Maybe it's easier to separate things at first. Maybe it takes a little more time up front, but you probably can learn portions because you can just visually see it separate. Uh, on the plate, but it depends on the person. I know some people get frustrated when they make everything together. Like how much I just, I can't understand. Um, so sometimes it's nice to see it all separated out and you can start to understand portions a little bit better too. And I think you could do both. I have a client right now and she's keeping her lunches separate so that she can mix and match throughout the week, but dinner she eats with her family. And so it's easier for her just to come up with one or two options that's completely combined. So maybe she's making like a cauliflower rice stir fry or something. And that's what they have for dinner for a few nights. But then she's made a completely different dinner entree all combined, but lunches she's just kind of assembling on her own. So you can mix and match again, preference. So our tips, I think if we were sharing with you how and why food prep is so helpful, my first suggestion would be to start small. I think so often on social media, what is perpetuated is like the perfect meal prep where people are putting every single meal in those tiny Tupperware containers and they're perfectly portioned and We don't do that. Like we leave everything in the big container and we're not pre-portioning out or you can just grab a Tupperware. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that is overwhelming. 
and it's unnecessary. I mean, honestly, it takes you 30 seconds to put your lunch in a container the night before or the morning of, so long as you have everything, right? That's step number one. It doesn't have to be complex though. So if you're just starting, I would say make a batch of hard-boiled eggs and just see if it helps you to have them in your fridge throughout the week, right? Like maybe make a protein or maybe cook up some vegetable ahead of time and just to see, is this helpful for me? And then if it is, you can grow the habit. But I think too often people think that they have to do this big extravagant meal prep and that's just not the case. You agree? Yeah, I think small steps is always a good place to start. For sure. And then grow from there. I mean, essentially we prep everything we eat throughout the week now, unless we want like an omelet for dinner instead of what we actually had planned or we're doing something spontaneous, but pretty much everything we eat is prepped. Yeah. The second tip that I had written down here is remember that you'll get better with time. So at the beginning, I can think of a handful of clients that are like, oh my gosh, Nicole, this took me three hours and I don't have three hours to spend. (laughs) And I think a lot of that circles back to be careful of the recipes that you choose. Start small, but also remember that practice makes better practice. So when we first started this, we made those mistakes too. I actually vividly remember this one recipe. I don't know why I was making it for you. I must've been trying to impress you, but it was like taquitos. So you used like tortillas and then you lined them with a little bit of olive oil. And then you had this ground beef pepper onion mixture and you put it in the tortilla and then you rolled up the tortilla, but then they had to be baked in order to like solidify that it was so time consuming. It was just, I don't think I've ever made them for you. (laughs) They were good. good. Maybe we'll whip that out again, but not anytime soon. I think just remember it does get easier with time. I mean, we sort of have our basic prep down to an hour or so, and we chop ahead of time. So that can be a bit time consuming with the two of us. It goes a lot faster. I think if you were doing it on your own, of course it it might take a bit longer. We are only cooking for two people. So again, if you're cooking for an entire family, allot yourself a bit more time, but I think remembering you are going to get better as you go and you're going to get smarter as you go and you'll be able to kind of pick and choose what you have time for. So don't get discouraged if you try it and you're like, oh my gosh, this took ages. You'll get better. The next tip that I have is to play out the pros and the cons. So do a cost benefit analysis. For us, the pros far outweigh the cons. We notice that we get better results in and out of the gym. We feel better when we eat goal-supported food throughout the week. It feels like a big sense of accomplishment when we finish food prep on the weekend to know that we basically set ourselves up for success. We know what it feels like to not have an option and then be conflicted because we don't have anything that can be made really quickly. I'm a little bit better with that. I'm okay with like whipping up an omelet or making a protein shake but you're kind of like, what are we going to eat? Yeah. So I think just remembering what are the benefits and is it worth it to you? Or are you more of a last minute? I'm just going to throw it together kind of person. And if that allows you to reach your goals, more power to you. But for us, it's kind of a no brainer. And the other tip that I had is schedule it in your calendar. You will never just find time to food prep. This is probably the number one complaint that I hear from clients when they're like, well, Nicole, I want to do other things with my weekend. Well, no kidding. I do too, right? But you have to schedule this time out knowing that the pros outweigh the cons. And so the ROI is going to be there. But remembering that it's on you to prioritize what's most important to you. So for us, this is our Saturday morning jam. 
We carve out time on Saturday mornings. Friday night, maybe depending on what we're doing, we will have prepped or chopped ahead of time so that things are really easy, ready to go. And then Saturday morning, basically we wake up, we have breakfast and we're like, okay, time to prep. And we get to work in the kitchen for a couple of hours. It's not that time intensive. Um, And then it's done and it feels great. Maybe we have to throw something on the grill later, but uh, honestly, it's pretty efficient. Yeah. No, I think this is one of the bigger ones because I have a lot of people like, oh, well, this is your job, so that's easier for you. And I'm like, no, it, you know, it's the same amount of time we have to take out of our routine to do it. We just know the benefits and, and why we're doing it, right? Like, we know our goals. We know how it's going to support it. Like, we don't have this extra time in our day because we're trainers or nutritionists of food prep. Like, we still run businesses and have to do our own work, so we still have to schedule this time in, and it's just important to us, so and be flexible honestly like yes we make time for this because it's important for us and people are saying yeah but i want to have you know brunch with my girlfriends okay yep i want that too or i want to hit the gym that's the only time i have okay great yep we want to do that too if it can't be saturday morning that's just what we do but find another time i know a lot of my clients do this on sunday afternoons when their families are chilling watching football taking a nap you know something else i also have clients that do multiple mini prep throughout the week on Sunday night they spend 30 minutes prepping a few things for the next couple days and then they know on Wednesday night they're gonna have to do the same thing so it all it depends on what you're willing to put in and how that affects what you get out but I think it's important to remember I'm glad you said that we all have the same amount of time in our day it's just what means more to you yeah I think because we do this the meals that we eat out on the weekends are more special yeah I would agree We look forward to those. Someone else is preparing them. They taste extra great because we know, hey, we were super goal supportive this week. We feel fantastic. Now we can easily budget for a meal or two out, enjoy ourselves, not need to worry about, you know, the fact that we're eating out and it might be slightly higher in calories or slightly more decadent. But I think if we remember the 80-20 rule, right? 80% goal-supported behaviors if you're trying to see progress like sustainable fat loss. If throughout the week you had a night where you ordered in, you had a night where you had two bowls of Lucky Charms because you didn't have anything else or you threw together a PB&J, well, now your weekend, which is 34% of your week, can't all be meals out and fun occasions where you're meeting friends for drinks or pizza or it quickly becomes a slippery slope I think so so much easier to make progress this way I also just wanted to make mention of the fact that you can prep snacks as well snacks don't have to be prepped certainly you could grab like a greek yogurt and some fruit uh, or you could throw together like a quick protein shake or you could have you know two hard boiled something like that but for us it's so much easier just to have snacks grabbable as well yeah and i think it just gets us in the routine right once again like up front it's always hard to build a habit then you will and then when you maybe travel right like if we are going somewhere or we're, we're driving not flying we'll make snacks even when we fly sometimes we'll make snacks right because we already built this habit into prepping so it doesn't seem uh overwhelming to us so maybe we'll prep like if i'm driving somewhere for a couple of days and staying there for like continued education i'll prep breakfast for those days because i know i'm going to get a better breakfast prepping for myself or now i have snacks i've already prepped in the past and they're quick and easy and now i can prep them for traveling too so it sort of sets you up for success down the road and some other events Yeah, that's a good point. I'm thinking our weekends. 
we don't prep food for the weekends, but what we do is sometimes we'll have something left over. Maybe we made too much quinoa. We needed to make more quinoa midweek or something like that. But what we do is sort of what I mentioned earlier. We hit up the grocery store and buy things that are somewhat pre-prepared. So the one thing that typically we get on weekends is a little bit of low sodium turkey breast. Sometimes we run out of protein. Actually, every week we run out of protein. By Friday, so Saturday, we make our own breakfast. Typically, we want a goal-supported breakfast to start our Saturday. And then maybe lunch is something like that low-sodium turkey breast on a salad or on a sandwich or something easy, and then dinner might be out. So I just want to kind of throw that out there because I don't want those listening to hear, oh, well, weekends are a free-for-all if I prep during the week, right? Like, no, we still make sure that breakfasts are goal-supportive. Sunday breakfast is like our breakfast out each week. Um, And then we have usually a dinner dinner out on Friday or Saturday night, but other meals throughout the weekend, we are making goal supportive. We're just choosing easier things where maybe I'll pick up some shrimp cocktail or some rotisserie chicken breast. So someone else has prepped the protein, but we still have it on hand. And then salads are always easy to make. And maybe we're, I don't know, choosing something a little bit more fun, like tortilla chips for our carb or something. Like I mentioned the nachos, but you don't have to prep for every day of the week. A little bit goes a long way. Yeah. What else would you add, babe? Um, I think it's okay to have like your non-negotiable prep meals. Like I make breakfast every morning. That is something I don't want prepped beforehand. I like to make breakfast in the morning for multiple reasons. Just sort of accomplishment right away. Um, I like just a fresh meal in the morning. It usually gives us a small window of time together as long as our schedules allow it. So that meal is a non-negotiable for me. I'll prep that every morning or I'll make it every morning. So that's something I won't prep. I think that's okay to have those meals. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. We don't prep breakfast ever unless you're traveling. Like you mentioned, then maybe you'll make a frittata or something. So I think like we've been reiterating, start small and then grow. If Is it helpful if you prep breakfast and lunch and then you make dinner with your family every night? For us, we love spending a little bit of time in the mornings together making a fresh breakfast, but lunches and dinners are always prepped because sometimes you work late. So that's just what works for us. I hope that, you know, us sharing our tips and why we food prep is helpful for you, but I do want to stress it's probably going to look different for everyone listening. You have one more? Yeah. Yeah. I think financially it helps sometimes. Like I've had a lot of clients who eat out um, multiple meals a day. So then they start prepping at home and they realize they're saving a lot of money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So I think that can help a lot of people too. Like financially it can be beneficial if you're, if you're just buying a meal and prepping it all at home over like going out every day. I don't think people realize how much they spend out on meals until they start prepping at home. So sometimes that can be like an added bonus. So true. And I've seen that impact not only clients financially, but clients with their progress. Because just an example, I have a client and she was accustomed to getting like a latte at McDonald's every morning on her way to work. So we came up with an agreement and she would choose one or two mornings where she would go to McDonald's and get this latte, but then she'd make her own coffee at home throughout the week. Not only did it save her a ton of money, surprisingly, on the grand scheme, but she also felt better because her own coffee obviously had fewer calories, less sugar, etc. And I can think of several other clients who do similar things where they start prepping. You have to know what to choose, and I think that comes with time. Remembering that frozen proteins and veggies are just as great for you as fresh. Knowing what what's on sale and maybe what slices or kinds of meats to get. Um, I think that's something that comes with time and experience, but 
can save you a ton of money if you're accustomed to buying lunch out with your colleagues most days and eating or dining out for dinners. I think it's super cost effective. I'm glad you brought that up. So can save you a ton of money and can help you make a ton of progress. I think that's basically what we're saying. Definitely. We've seen it hands down with our clients be hugely successful. Not only that, we have seen it be hugely successful in our own lives. So meal prep, I think so, so, so important. And I want to encourage you all listening to try it and remember start small. So even if you're just prepping one or two things this coming weekend or whenever your schedule allows, try it and ask yourself, does this help me make more goal supportive choices? Does it help me to feel better? Does it help me to make more progress? And does it ease any stress in my life and in the kitchen? I'm willing to bet that hands down, yes, it will, but you are going to be the judge of that. And for those of you who are maybe feeling like you could bulk up what you keep in your pantry, bulk up what you keep in your fridge or your freezer for options to use for food prep, I'm going to drop my kitchen essentials freebie in the show notes below. I recently shared this with my clients. They loved it. So it's everything that we keep in our pantry, in our fridge, in our freezer, just kind of to make easy meals, simple, accessible, and goal supportive. So take a peek at that. I think it would be wildly helpful. I actually just had a client text me a picture. She was like, I bought everything on the freebie list. (laughs) This is awesome. So she is ready to rock and roll. And I think just on a parting note, what you're doing when you meal prep is surrounding yourself with a supportive environment. Because if you don't have goal-supportive food, you are less likely to make a healthy, nourishing choice. Because the only things that are easily accessible might be potato chips or Pop-Tarts or whatever else you have in your pantry. And what I'm trying to do and what we're trying to do is help you to make the healthy choice the easy choice. Parting words? Go prep. Go prep. (laughs) Catch you on the flip side, squad. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.